Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's five days till Christmas, and Luce's bad luck is snowballing. I'm sorry, but your card was declined. Now I can't buy Christmas gifts for anyone else? But when she's offered a dog walking job. Oh, no, no, no. I, I'm not a dog person. I wouldn't even know what to do with him. Worst Christmas ever. She'll learn that regaining the holiday spirit. Whoa, 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 whoa. Oh, my gosh. Just takes a little change of heart. Get off me. You can get off me now. You're on me. Oh, great. Yeah. You like her? Hank! I think she just needs a little more dog in her life. Now, Luce's new boss is planning to tear down the park. If dogs only paid rent, huh? This spa is going to bring jobs to this town. And she'll have to make a choice. You're going to help convince your boss not to bulldoze the park. Trust me, you don't want my help. I'm bad luck. To keep this Christmas, you're our Christmas miracle. No, what? From being ruined. We're working to save the park. Nice to meet you. What? Mar Vista Entertainment presents. Ultimately, if we can't save it, at least we went out with a bang, right? Or a bark? Come on, that was good. Jonathan Bennett, Lexi Giovanoli, and Dina Meyer in a romantic Yuletide story about learning the true meaning of Christmas and that the best gifts are the ones you can't buy. A Dog Walker's Christmas Tale. And now your first question is probably tail. Is it T-A-L-E or T-A-I-L? Because it's about dogs. So shouldn't it be tail, T-A-I-L? No, it's T-A-L-E. And they don't ever do anything with that. Like there's no... For a movie that has so many attempts at dog pun humor, you would think they could have done something with their own title. Like maybe on the poster, it's like T-A-I-L crossed out with T-A-L-E written. But no, it doesn't go there. Uh, in case you haven't guessed it, it's another stocking stuffer with me alone, Emily, here to talk about 2015's A Dog Walker's Christmas Tale. Uh, this, I don't exactly know which network this was made for. It's not a Hallmark, definitely not Hallmark. Uh, I'm guessing maybe it was like Ion or Up or something. It's Mar Vista Entertainment, which keeps showing up as a production company. And it is what it is, as you might guess. Now, uh, I have a lot to say about some of the dog walking politics of this. I, I, I don't know if, if you all know this, but I am a retired dog walker. When I graduated college, my first year and a half out of school, I walked dogs for a living in New York City. And um, I have some thoughts on how that's handled in a dog walker's Christmas tale. 
they're not all good. Now, before we break into the important part of, you know, how it measures up against the Cozy Cardigan Christmas rules, we should jump into the plot. Let me first tell you it is directed by a man named Jake Helgren. Uh, Jake Helgren has directed a bevy of movies, including, ooh, he has some really good titles in his filmography. I have no idea if anything is good. Uh, but, oh, these are as a writer. Let me look at director. All right, his directing ones are less exciting. Uh, Girlfriends of Christmas Past, It Happened One Valentine's, Kill the Babysitter. You, you kind of see where we're going with that. But as a writer, he wrote something called Bloody Homecoming, which I'm into, 12 Dog Days Till Christmas. So clearly he has um, something of a specialty, maybe. We'll see. Now, A Dog Walker's Christmas Tale. Star, well, okay. So our main character is named Luce. And Luce is a, I guess, a senior in college. It's, it's oh, there's so, so much about this movie, guys. So much. Movie takes place in Austin, Texas. And... I guess, I'm sure there's a university in Austin. I didn't look it up. I'm sure there's a major university there. But so, like, Luce lives on campus. She has a roommate. She goes to college. And then it's a big thing where she's like, oh, I'm going home for the holidays. But it's in the same town. So she's living on campus in the same town that her parents live. And we know it's the same town because in the beginning of the movie, when she's, like, wandering around town, it's the same town that she is later wandering around as a uh, college student visiting home. So right away, I am just confused by things in this movie. But point that aside, maybe I was getting a little hung up on some of the details. Uh, So she goes home for the holidays. Before she does, she, Luce, like, loves Christmas guys. Um, Luce is awful. She is... Uh, comes from a very upper white middle class family. Um, she is studying to be an interior designer. She really likes Christmas and decorating and buying gifts for people with her parents' money. Uh, so she gets her credit card maxed out at the very beginning of the movie because she bought a fancy watch for her boyfriend of three months. And when she goes to give it to him, he's all like, oh, I didn't know we were really like a couple. I thought we were just really casually dating because it's college and I have finals and I don't really like you because you're awful. So she's all depressed, comes home for the holidays, only to remember that her parents are actually in Africa on a doing some kind of charity missionary work. So instead, she's home with her younger brother, who's in a rock band, so he's never home. Uh, But what do you know, knocking on the door one morning is Dina fucking Meyer with a big dog named Hank. And the brother was supposed to, like, help out and walk him during the holidays because Dina Meyer you see, uh, is married to, oh, this is exciting. I've, one of the things we've been missing this holiday season of stocking stuffers is in the bland love interest department, usually my, and I, I should probably like show you how I do this. I have like a template that I work from and under bland love interest, number three, uh, what I have written that I kind of copy each time and then like check to see what we got. I have bland love interest who manual labors, Think of guys who didn't get cast on PLL or Patrick Muldoon. And it's several movies now and we haven't had Patrick Muldoon, but we get him now. He is not the love interest. He is essentially the villain of the movie, which is just weird and weird for him because you can tell he looks very confused about how to act. Although I think he always is because he's not very good as an actor, unlike Dina Meyer, who is perfection. 
anyway, uh, Patrick Muldoon is um, is wealthy. So Dina Meyer is his wife and is also wealthy. And she says to Luce, oh, you know what? Here, how about you walk my dog during Christmas break because I'm really busy. And, you know, I will pay you for it at the end by buying you a ruby necklace. It's, everything about this is weird. So um, Luce, who's like not a dog person because ill fur and grossness, she's awful, uh, decides, fine, I can figure this out. Uh, so she starts walking Hank. She ends up at a dog park, the only dog park in Austin, apparently, where, um, you know, there's like that core of dog park people who go there every day and they're lonely and sad and that's the only place they can apparently go. And the sort of champion of the dog park is a young man named Dean. And we're going to get to a lot about Dean shortly. Don't worry. But anyway, it turns out uh, there is a sign in the dog park that it is being demolished in order to build a health spa. Uh, and this is going to be done by none other than Patrick Muldoon and Dita Meyer. Their company are going, this is what they do. They're developers. Remember, developers are very evil in the world of Hallmark or whatever network this is. So at first, this is all like, oh, but I want a spa. Like, that would be great. And then, uh, you know, within, I don't know, within 90 minutes, obviously, uh, she sees the error of her ways, realizes the dog park must be saved, uh, falls in love with Dean. They figure out a way to sort of like have a holiday doggy party at the dog run and that will get attention. And when Luce goes to Dina Meyer and Patrick Muldoon's Christmas party, this all comes out. And so angry Patrick Muldoon goes to the park to destroy it. And Dina Meyer comes to the park to figure out what's going on. And what do you know? Twist. Uh, Dina Meyer is actually the head of the company. And when Luce sort of points out, hey, a dog park's a great, you know, is actually a, a big, a great investment because if you put a coffee shop and restaurant next to it people will stop there on their way home and pick up food and business 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 in 7.5 years we're going to turn a profit yay the dog run is saved loose and dean um become a couple i guess uh and that's the movie of a dog walker's christmas tale uh <laughs> yeah it's as you might guess this is an odd one now before I jump into the template of Cozy Cardigan Christmas, I need to correct myself. Um, Jake Helgren is the screenwriter for A Dog Walker's Christmas Tale. Uh, the film was actually directed by a woman named Licia Clauston. And she has directed such films as Accidentally Engaged, All She Wishes, uh, and The Engagement Clause. So all of which sound very promising. Now... Is uh, the let's jump into it. Number one, uh, or should I pause to talk about this dog park? No, we're gonna get to that because the dog park is essentially our small town. We'll get there. I'm, I'm getting ahead of myself because I have a lot to say. Now, number one, our lead in need of a lesson. In this case, it is that uh, not your typical. Um, one because she is very young which is actually kind of a nice twist I guess because we're so used to these either like um, semi-retired television actresses uh, so in this case she's a college student and so there's also like a, a nice there's no life or death thing here like come January she's going back to school to finish things out so I guess that's good uh, the actress is Lexi Giovagnoli um she has she was also in 12 dog days till christmas so apparently she has a very particular um 
skill set when it comes to getting cast in these sorts of movies. Now, oh, actually, now that I'm looking through her filmography and comparing it to the other, the director's filmography, there's, there's apparently, this is probably like a troupe that does all these movies, because she is also in um, Kill the Babysitter and... Uh, it's the other one I said, accidentally engaged. So clearly, like, it, I guess it's sort of how, um, like Soderbergh keep re- keeps reusing his actors. So does this crew here. Um, I guess they, they had a good thing going. I don't know if they use the same dogs in the other movies. I will say something I appreciated at the end of the movie, the dogs were credited in the cast. So Hank was played by a dog named Henry, fitting enough. Uh, and they also even had a, a cast list of like extra dogs and like supporting dogs. So they all got their due, which I appreciate as a dog person. Now, Luce is, again, just spoiled and young and awful, but I guess the movie understands that, she awful and it, that she's awful and everybody treats her as if she's awful. So I, I kind of credit it for that. That's refreshing, at least. Um, she does need to learn a lesson because, obviously, she needs to learn that dog runs are really important to the lonely people in the neighborhood who have no other way of socializing. That's more important than a successful health spa. Plain and simple, you know? Number two. Our setting, um, which again, we have a lot of this. They keep saying it's Austin. And I would like to use this opportunity to read a IMDb user review that had very strong thoughts about this movie setting. So uh, the heading of this user review is inauthentic at best. <clears throat> and I quote to Miss Kristen Williamson of Austin, Texas. Who knows why these cheesy made-for-TV movies appeal to me, but Netflix has me pegged and I am watching all of them. A Dog Walker's Christmas Tale claims to be set in Austin, Texas. As an Austin native, I am deeply offended. As an actual dog sitter, I could not believe that half of the actors were committed dog owners. This movie is riding on Austin's coattails, likely because we have recently gained notoriety with the rest of the country. However, this movie does not actually take place in Austin, but instead a small adjacent suburb that is the embarrassingly conservative cousin to our liberal weird Austin. Perhaps 1% of the movie was actually filmed in Austin City Limits, and that includes the brief shot of the downtown skyline during the opening credits. The rest was filmed primarily in Round Rock, which is night and day in aesthetic character. The backdrops of shops and landmarks do not at all authentically represent Austin, and yet there are countless references to our capital city. The plot revolves around dog lovers who congregate in a well-groomed dog park. Again, the majority of Austin dog parks are torn up because dogs really play in them. While I can handle the inevitable overacting in these movies, only one or two of the actors really knew how to handle their four-legged counterparts. Most of these people were obviously uncomfortable and reserved in their contact. Overall, the plot, script, and execution were on par with all the other films in this category. However, I am definitely disappointed. I am an Austin dog walker and was hoping to fall in love with the cheesy and romantic Christmas hope of falling in love with a fellow dog walker. Instead, I could only notice all of the drastic untruths. Whew! 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 Boy, do not piss off that IMDb user reviewer. My goodness. So apparently I'm scared to say it's set in Austin because obviously it's not. And that can make people very angry. Uh, I will say what you could argue is that it is set in a small town, which is the, the location of the dog run is essentially like its own population, a population of four, because there are three people who come to the dog run every day. And that's, and it's a gigantic dog run too. Like in New York, you don't have dog runs the size. And the other thing about this dog run is apparently nobody, the whole purpose of a dog run um, 
and especially like if you live in the suburbs maybe you've, you've never been to one or don't really have a need to because you might have a yard or like you can take your dog somewhere and take the dog off the leash and the dog can run around well in the city and this is true of most cities you can't do that there's most areas are it is illegal to have your dog off the leash but dog runs are specifically designed for dog owners to walk in take their dog off the leash and let the dog run and be free every single time they're in this dog run the dogs are either on the leash the entire time uh, there is one supporting dog named Sweet Pea, who is very cute. Is this tiny little like Chihuahua Terrier mixed thing with a mohawk? And um, the entire movie, Dean holds. I've the dog is like never put on the ground. The dog is always being held the entire time. So they don't understand what a dog run is. It it that uh, I'll I'll give it to this Austin dog walker that this movie may not be as authentic as it should be. Moving on, our bland love interest. Okay, this is a great one. Now, many of you would probably recognize the actor, uh, Jonathan Bennett. Um, I know James and Barb, if you are listening, you know him best from The Secret Village. Uh, He probably is best known for for Mean Girls. He's like the main love interest in that. Uh, He he, um, reminds me, oddly enough, a little bit of like an even lesser Brendan Routh in a way where he... You can tell, like, he seems like a nice guy. He um, clearly tries to be, like, good-spirited, but he's just, he's not a particularly good actor. If you don't believe me, he's in the movie Writers Anonymous, which contains only bad actors, so you kind of know something there. Uh, His character is Dean, and Dean does not do manual labor, but, you know, I mean, he does. I guess a dog walker would technically be manual labor. But see, technically, he's not being paid for dog walking. See, Dean is in vet school, and he's going to be a vet, and he just loves dogs. And so every day, he spends his entire day taking this one dog out for, like, I guess the entire day. And the whole thing is, um, he's poor. He, he doesn't have enough money to go visit his parents for the holidays, and vet school is really expensive, for one thing. And wouldn't you, like, how, how is this man making any money whatsoever? The one thing he's good at, he will not accept money for. Uh, he goes to visit, it's like an old friend, and she's in her 70s, and like, it doesn't get around great, so he always offers to take her dog out. And she always tries to pay him, and he's like, nope, I don't accept money. Oh, that's good. Are you a freegan? Like, do you... I guess it's Austin, where the climate's pretty mild, so it's easier to be homeless there, I guess? Very confusing. Kind of amazing. Uh, And for whatever reason, they throw in at one point, spoiler alert, um, he talks about, like, well, life's been a little hard because I'm dyslexic. It has nothing to do with anything else in the movie. We never see him struggling with this. Um... Just at some point, whether it was the writer or the... I, I have a feeling the actor was like, I really want my character to have this thing. I want it to be dyslexic. Oh, okay. What does that mean? It means I'm going to have a scene where I say I'm dyslexic. Sure. Go for it. Number four. Montage. Four. One, two, three, four montages. Uh, an opening credits, getting ready for the day montage that shows how both of our char- main characters get ready for the day. A decorating the dog park montage, with, which is actually adorable because uh, as they're decorating, we keep seeing the dogs. Like, And one of the dogs is like helping like lick something, and so it's cute. Um, there is a trying on different outfits for a date montage. And of course, a sad montage of going to a fancy party but being sad about it. So... Yes, all the montages we need. Number five, dead parents. Um, I was admittedly disappointed that we don't have dead parents, but we do have 
absentee parents and poor parents. So I think the two combine to make it work. Luce's parents are in Botswana, and she thinks it's, like, really selfish of them to have gone to help African children dying instead of celebrating Christmas with their daughter. And meanwhile, Dean's parents live somewhere not in Austin. We don't know exactly where. But we find out um, his dad had lost his job, and his mom is only a dental assistant, so she doesn't make enough money for him to go visit them. Uh, And as we know, he doesn't make any money doing anything. Number six, our sassy sidekick. This is uh, a good one here. So Luce has a couple of friends. She has like these two sort of blonde, just kind of sorority-ish friends who are there. She has a more serious roommate who has short hair and therefore is more serious. But um, most importantly, the dog walker, uh, the the dog park crew. So we have like an old guy who met his wife at the dog park. Uh, We have a woman whose husband left her. And so she comes to the dog park every day to meet somebody, like hoping to meet a guy. And then we have B. And B is the greatest thing in this movie, aside from the dogs. The dogs are actually pretty great. Uh, B is our, I, I hate using this term because um, I think the term itself is often can be racist, but it's the way, it's because media turns it into kind of a, you know, uh, racist-esque caricature. And that is B is your sassy black woman. Uh, she is always angry. She apparently, like, they give her an interesting little, like, snippet of a backstory where B used to be really, really heavy, and she started coming to the dog park and walking, and now she is, like, ripped and tiny and really, like, angry all the time. So every time, um, it comes up that, like, oh, these developers are gonna tear us down. Oh, yeah! Get get through me! Bring on! Bring on! Bring on! Like, that's what they have her do. And I feel really bad for this actress that she has to do it. But it does at least give us our sassy sidekick and sole person of color in this movie. Number seven, evil woman. Uh, We get a bit of a twist because Dina Meyer is, as much as she's presented as this, you know, kind of wealthy trophy wife, she's never presented as being evil. Her husband is the evil one. Uh, She's just there. um, At first, you kind of, you you don't think much of her. But A, it turns out that she's really running the whole thing. Uh, And B, it's Dina fucking Meyer, who... I think is a treasure. I always wish better movies for Dina Meyer because I think she actually knows how to handle herself on camera. Uh, Every time she's in a movie, she tends to be the best thing in it. In part, that's because she's usually in really bad movies, including this one. Um, But it's still nice to have. And she does get a line that sums up uh, every villainous character in every one of these movies, which is in talking about her husband. He only understands business. That's all he knows. That any of us, you know, so so true of so many of us. Number eight, slapstick. As you can guess, Luce is like not a dog person. So, oh my God, dog. Whoa, it's hard to walk a dog on a leash. So the way she meets Dean is naturally her dog gets tied up with his dog and they fall on top of each other. And then later on their first date, the dogs get wrapped up in each other and they fall on top of each other and they kiss because that's what happens in real life. It doesn't doesn't as somebody who was a professional dog walker and a really good one at that for a year and a half I I, I never tripped on somebody when my dog got wrapped into their dog leash because you're more careful about that moving on number nine sage old person uh we do get Dean's customer who doesn't accept who he doesn't accept payment from she gives him some solid advice on you know on how maybe he likes this you know spoiled rich girl who he seems to not 
stop talking about. So thankfully, it's there. The one thing we don't get, we don't get any form of Santa Claus. And let me say, the cover art for this movie... Um, I know you guys have seen it because I posted it on Facebook, uh, has a dog photoshopped wearing a Santa hat. And never in this movie does any dog wear a Santa hat. Sometimes they wear cute little sweaters, but considering there's like a Christmas party for the dogs, they all could have been dressed up and they're not. I know some of you are out there thinking like, oh God, people who dress up dogs, no. But let me tell you, some dogs like it. You don't believe me, but they do. Back in my dog walking days, I used to visit a uh, uh, Boston Terrier. And and Boston Terriers are not meant for very cold climates because they have, you know, they have short fur. They don't have a big winter coat. And this dog would run out to see me and I would pick up his sweater and he would actually stand up and stretch his arms up as I put his sweater on, as if he was like a kid getting ready for the school day. He loved his sweater. And I had another dog who was about the size of my hand. She was a little Maltipoo. And she had like an entire basket of clothing. And at first I was horrified that I had to walk this dog with her pink rhinestone leash um, and all of her clothing was pink. And then it got really fun to figure out what she, she should wear for the day. So don't knock it until you've tried it. Dressing up dogs, sometimes they don't hate it. And even if they do, they, they don't hate it that much. Okay, it's uncomfortable for them, but... It's entertaining enough for us, and it doesn't hurt them, so it's okay to do. That felt I should say that. Moving on to the bonuses. A public domain holiday song. As as you might guess, people, I'm going to change. I think I have to adjust to this one, not to public domain holiday song, but specifically to do they play music from the Nutcracker and Oh Christmas Tree? Because that's happened in every fucking movie so far. It happens in this one. They actually use the same Oh Christmas Tree piano song twice in the movie at different times, where it's clearly the same recording, but used to very different effect. Uh, and everything from the Nutcracker is used. I wa- This one, since this one was on Netflix, I was able to watch the end credits. And what's great is, like, there's a whole bunch of songs in the movie, but then you get to the end credits for music, and they only have to credit, like, two or three, because everything else is public domain. Uh, I didn't catch any product placement. Uh, There's no children in the movie. She has a teenage brother who's actually fine. Like, he's, I guess, supposed to be, like, 15 or 16. He's he's punk, and he's in a band. And that could have been really bad, but they they don't – he's just there, and they use him fine, so that's good. Um, shockingly, no winter activities, no ice skating, but I guess that's because it's set in Austin, or, I'm sorry, I mean, not Austin, not Austin, uh, the suburb adjacent to Austin. Uh, I just have to be careful about that. Uh, so no Canadianisms, because again, it was filmed in Texas, and no characters with Christmas names, so... Doesn't make me as happy as normal, but it makes up for it because there were a lot of really cute dogs in this movie. And again, as much as the movie doesn't understand how dog walkers um, handle dogs or how people and dogs interact generally, um, I will take a Christmas movie with dogs in it over a movie that does not have dogs in it. So on that note, A Dog Walker's Christmas Tale is on Netflix Instant, and you could do a lot worse because there are a lot of Christmas movies that do not have cute dogs. That's all. Let me see. We have a scarf for Skywalker, right? Yes. And perfume for the princess? Yes. yes what about Han Solo? Couldn't we get him here? Huh? That leaves one big problem. 